0: Chapter 27 of Our Feathered Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Our Feathered Friends by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell. A Splendid Collection. We could never finish a book if we told all there is to know about birds. So we shall have to close our story about these people, hoping that children who read it will love the birds better than they ever did before. The birds will stay with you wherever you live, even if it is on a lonely island or a western prairie. There will be garden parties, and morning concerts, and evening serenades, and visiting birds will drop into your yards and stop a while. Birds are just like other people. They like to take a meal with a neighbor now and then; it makes good feeling on both sides. Any one can have a fine collection of beautiful birds without going to the museums—not dead, stuffed, songless creatures who cannot say "thank you" for a crumb or warble you a melody in return for a home in your yard. You can have this splendid collection flying from tree to tree and making cradles among the flowers and giving a garden party every day in the year even though the snow lies on the ground there are wise people who study birds all their lives never killing the little things to put away in a drawer with camphor balls such people come to love the birds very much and to know their sweet wise doings in a way that a person with a gun can never know them sick people can sit in the sunshine or in the shade and study the birds and grow stronger as well as wiser There are some strange collections of birds to be found in milliners' shops. The milliners are not to blame for these, for if good and kind people did not want any out of their collection, they would not keep so many. Sometime on your way home from school, if your mother is not wanting to see you early, look in at these show windows and see the collections we are speaking of. These birds are sold to foolish women and girls and worn to church and everywhere else on hats and bonnets see how distressed the poor dead creatures seem to be how they are twisted all out of shape they are made to squat or perch in positions that make them look as if they were in agony not one of them all has a natural happy look because the people who put them up to sell have never loved the birds nor studied their ways all they care about is the money they can get for them you will notice that some of the birds in ladies bonnets Have been cut in two sometimes just the head and wings are to be seen if these ladies stopped to see what they were doing and to think of how ridiculous they look they would never wear these ornaments just like savages many of the birds that are very rare and beautiful have been nearly or quite all killed for this fashion some of the most delicate plumes you see have been taken from the egret or white heron at nesting time the mothers are shot or stoned to death very easily because they will not leave their young it is said that many were left wounded and yet alive after the plumes have been stripped off there is no one to care for the young which are left in their nests and so they die of cold and hunger all this suffering is just to satisfy the cruel pride of women and girls who must wear birds in their bonnets if boys would resolve never to kill a bird even though they could get money by doing it and if girls would resolve never to wear a bird or a bird's wing on their hats our country would be more beautiful with song and color than it has ever been we sat in church the other day and in front of us was a lady with nine bird's wings on her bonnet she was a tender-hearted lady and probably would not hurt a fly herself yet her pride had really caused the death and suffering of five birds and possibly of fifteen or twenty birdlings she did not stop to think will you kind reader stop to think end of chapter twenty seven end of our feathered friends by elizabeth and joseph